Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And this is our third and last Christmas preparation podcast. Um, and thank you again to Sainsbury's, who's been sponsoring uh, these last three podcasts. Uh, we've been delighted to work with them and really to sort of champion their products because um, I'm amazed every time I go on the site that I, I've discovered something else today, which I'll talk about a bit more in a moment. But I discovered that they have loads of mocktail recipes on the site. So, um, yeah, they're really kind of pushing, mm. um, supporting um, people that don't drink. So it's been brilliant to work with them. They're really um, making room for sober. Aren't they, they are. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about the big day. Uh, so we're dreaming of an alcohol free Christmas is what we <laughs> named it. Um, so focusing on, yeah, I guess the prep and planning and Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day and a little nod to New Year. So before we start, just going to check in. So, Kate, how are you doing? Um, well, interestingly, I feel a bit like days well we're going to talk aren't we about christmas past christmas present in order to create our future like the old scrooge Mm. ghosts and i almost feel because i i had a really bad night's sleep last night and i woke up at four right and Mm. those are like the really horrendous bad old days of drinking where you just like fall asleep and then wake up at three or four with with sweaty palms and your heart racing Mm. and and feel knackered and actually when we were texting this morning you were like oh how are you doing and I was like well it's a bit like hangover yeah (laughs) so yeah and that it's interesting because that is really making me kind of reflect on those on Christmas's past actually you know how we're building up to this big day we think we've got to have alcohol as this real central part of it and actually I probably spent most of many many Christmas days feeling like a bit like I do today which is fairly jaded except I don't feel I haven't got the self-loathing the fear and the kind of you know the the physical effect the nausea and the the headache yeah 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 and that kind of shame as well just thinking oh Mm. god I've done it to myself you know that Mm. that kind of thing Mm -mm. so um so interestingly like I am quite in the right (laughs) I'm quite in quite a good mood and the right space to look at this Mm. so what about you how are you doing yeah I'm good um I am yeah, it's kind of that managing that overwhelm, isn't it? Of um, which has been really nice to reflect again on on these episodes because um, France has had loads of strikes in the last kind of few weeks, so it's been quite hectic with the kids off school and and those things where you're like, um, yeah, when do I get out to sort of do the shopping and, and remembering to post things to the UK and all those sort of things it's just like it's constant list writing basically like every day is a a list writing day which is fine because I've got a toolkit that I can sort of rely upon to get me through but I do feel a bit like um because I'm not a huge fan of those kind of big um sort of high day experiences which we'll talk about like I'm quite looking forward to that sort of dip again where it's a bit calmer Um, yeah and I was wondering, I mean, as a sort of mental health 
uh, aside, I wonder because I kind of suffer from PTSD. I wonder if there is something in that in with people that have had trauma experiences in their life, whether because there's kind of a control uh, response. I wonder if that's why high days are so difficult to manage because you feel like it's kind of it's running out of control. And it was like this big kind of, whereas you need everything to kind of be on a level and calm. So I was thinking about that. And, you know, as a moment of reflection for people listening that perhaps have had trauma in their lives and have developed problematic relationships with alcohol, perhaps there is that tendency to be like, I can't go, you know, I need that kind of calm. And therefore, that's why we tend to drink, you know, to kind of numb that and get a level of balance. So, yeah, I think there's there's on a bigger level, like how can we look at balance to in other ways so people can feel kind of supported through these these these, yeah. these times of yeah, kind of high days. Really interesting. I mean we're gonna talk later we're gonna talk about our days and what they tend mm. to look like. But I do think it's really worth analysing a bit what high days are and how they can impact on us definitely mm. we're gonna we're gonna look at that aren't we later on put that onto the microscope because i find them um i, I find them fascinating but they're not mm. easy no you know for many many reasons but um yeah so yeah i, I hear you on that one um, yeah it's been an it's been an interesting reflection and i think that's part of you know, getting sober, staying sober and loving sober is like taking those moments to go, okay, what's actually going on here? And even more than that, you know, I realized that like last Christmas, I had really bad flu. So it wasn't the best for me, you know, and the year before I, um, I was sort of, I had a, um, a toe injury. So I had stitches and like there, it, my dad was sort of having chemotherapy. So there was a lot going on mm. in the last couple of years with Christmas. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, there is that moment of like, right. Like it can, it has got a multitude of kind of emotions around it. Yeah. So, And then like, you've got the expectation because those things are going on anyway, but because it's a high day and because it's a holiday, the expectations around it and the pressures around it are entirely different, aren't they? Yeah. So I think that's the sort of big sort of self-care message, which we always promote is just like, you know, to look after yourselves and, and recognize that there might be a lot of feelings going on. Yeah. Um, and it's okay not to, to love it all the time, but hopefully like, with a few nice drinks and you know some sort of support from a sober community and just also knowing that it's 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 one day kind of thing you know like that forward thinking of like we'll we'll soon be through it yeah um, will hopefully kind of allow you to be in the moment enough just to be like okay this yeah. is today as it is you know and don't you perfectly go through- unperfect you know yeah and and you you know that thing about the um, dry January, you go from feeling like you're the one-eyed man or woman in the Valley of the Blind before mm. Christmas when you're you're running against the herd, and then yeah. suddenly you're like the front of the herd in January, <laughs> yeah. feeling like woohoo, get me, and yeah. every everyone is doing dry January, and that I'm. Once you've done a, a sober Christmas and once you've done that and got to the other side, you will see it's astonishing the difference yeah. and how much easier it is. It's um, so much easier. Oh, my yeah, goodness. It's so much better. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah, sure. So it's just like having that little, you know, that nod to there is life after Christmas. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to break down the the big day itself and the night before Christmas, aren't we? Because yeah. a lot of us, we start our family celebrations or celebrations, um, in inverted commas. <laughs> I've already stopped. I'm like getting your bar humbug kind of vibe. <laughs> like, what's happening to me? Um, oh, no. Before Christmas, you know, on that the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So... We're going to break it down and we're going to talk about our respective Christmases and Christmas past and then what our Christmas present tends to look like now. Mm. So do you want me to go first since I'm the trad and you are the breakaway rebel who is just going (laughs) going wild, dude? Probably going wild, right? Um, Okay, so Christmas Eve, round as, well, whoever's hosting in the family, usually everyone would arrive or half of the people would arrive so that's a kind of the in-laws um and you know sisters um now this year we're doing something slightly different in that we're hosting and they're not coming till the the actual christmas day but previously Mm -hmm. yeah so everyone would arrive and like my husband's amazing because he does cook and he gets really big he's an extrovert so he tends to be quiz master and you know putting the music on for everyone and pouring the drinks for everyone Um, whilst I am the unseen kind of domestic help that has broken my freaking back for about four days (laughs) cleaning the toilet sorting out the sheets making sure that the environment is sanitary (laughs) like I want it to look nice but I've even got to make sure it's clean right yeah and it is the unseen bit and he and I really like by that point I'm exhausted so I'm really glad that he's he can take over and be the master of ceremonies but I'm also slightly bitter about the fact that everyone's going to go wow that's an amazing pig in blanket Dave (laughs) but no one's going to go you clean the toilet really nicely Kate I really appreciate that (laughs) so there's that right so I'm already starting off a bit knackered Mm. and in the past (laughs) I was always one to peak too early like Mm. I because of the anxiety it's like I want to just kind of get it over with almost so Mm. I would historically try not to I bought low alcohol stuff for myself in even like before I stopped drinking and yet would go and then go ah sod that uh, and go on to the harder stuff and invariably have ruined sleep and then wake up in the morning like really 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 early um Mm. And just once we had kids, it was just horrendous, like really, really bad. And I remember once my husband having to work and we were up at the in-laws and I think I probably had, because of the sleeplessness and then the anxiety and the alcohol kicking in, I had probably about four hours sleep and I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old and basically had to look after them all day in the sort of public eye. Mm. Um, and I just felt it was just so bleak. Like all I can say is it was so bleak. So, so you know now it's like oh my goodness. You know if you're that's where I'd start with is two things. I think it's a bit like stage fright. So if you can get through, it's like the first day of a holiday, the first evening of the holiday. It's like the airport. If you can get through the airport and get through that first night 
you've got a fighting chance, right? Mm. And then you wake up and you feel you're without a hangover. And that is delicious. And I'm sorry, mm. but that has never, ever got old for me because I've had such awful hangovers at Christmas. Yeah. I'm so, 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 so happy and so grateful. <laughs> so what about you? What would your like early bit look like and what tips might you have? Well, certainly I think that it's that certainly as a young person, you know, like when I would be coming back, there was a lot that kind of um, the gathering of everyone, you know, even though we're kind of young adults, but we'd all go back to where we grew up. And so there'd be that, that massive kind of bash Christmas Eve. And there was that sort of, that shame of, this was pre-kids, but that shame of like, you know, being with my, my parents and, and just being in such a state, you know, Christmas morning. And then that, yeah, that kind of carried on through. I think it's that kind of, I, I think it's the the shoving the kids to bed thing that's mm. changed. It's like, you know, kids, whereas Christmas is basically should be about the kids and them having, you know, a, a lovely time, it became like trying to sort of, you know, get them to bed, get them away, like get them out of the scene so it could be adult time. And it became very, you know, when you drink, it becomes very, very, uh, you know, this protection of adult time becomes um, a lot stronger. Whereas now I'm like, obviously I want to have time away, you know, adult time, but I'm not as sort of concerned with that. And it is much more about the family. So, you know, I don't mind if they stay up. I don't mind if we were all playing games together. You know, I don't need for them to go away, mm. uh, particularly. Um, and definitely uh, in the past, that just that disorganisation of the things that you said you would do, and then you're still sort of wrapping presents at like, you know, midnight. One a.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then in the morning, it's like they're so excited, and you just kind of one another's hours sleep and just everything yeah. feels a and little bit. And then you have an argument because you're like, no, it's your turn. No, it's your yeah. turn. And it's like, and then, well, re- really, like, that's not a straw for anyone to pull mm. on Christmas morning. Is it? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also that um, because I, I mean, we, we share the cooking, but um, like I do, I do a lot of the, the cooking. And so there, there was that thing of when you're kind of, you know, if you start your morning with a, a Bucks Fizz and then you've kind of had a couple of drinks in the morning as you're opening presents and then you've got to cook a roast. Mm. It's like, that's like, you know, it's a, it's a miracle if everything gets out. Mm. I mean, I used to just be all over the place sort of trying to sort of manage it to get through it and then feel so stressful and just thinking that everything had to be really perfect and actually I probably do less now because I've Mm. given myself a break and I'm like okay we'll buy that you know let's have smoked salmon and let's not have a starter you know I mean French Christmas is extremely formalized there's lots of courses I mean for the French you have Christmas Eve is the big meal Mm. so Christmas traditionally Christmas Eve you'd have you know, oysters, smoked salmon, foie gras. Then you'd have like some, you know, a, a, a turkey or whatever. Then you'd have cheese. Then you'd have desserts. And then you'd go to mass. You know, I'm not mm. Catholic, but in a traditional family, you'd go to mass. And then you'd have presents at like one in the morning with the kids. Mm. 
So that's the the Christmas. So we yeah. have kind of a bit a bit of that, and then and then we sort of respect the sort of British tradition of having Christmas morning with the presents and mm. and things like that. So then you have a big meal on Christmas Day for the British side. So yeah, that's a lot of drinking in my past life. And actually my first ever sort of, that's it, I'm done. I, I, you know, and when I first found a sober forum uh, was the 26th. Mm. So that, you know, I, that was when I realized that I, I just didn't understand why anyone would stop drinking really. It was just like people kind of calmed down in the afternoon and I was like, why, you know, there there was just that consistent, like it's, we're here now, let's, you know, let's keep going. And I didn't, and I and that was when I realized I was just like, this isn't mm. very normal, you know, behavior. And then I had, yeah, very, very bad insomnia, that classic sort of four o'clock in the morning um, on Christmas Eve, that classic four o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day into yeah. Boxing Day. And so and by Boxing Day, you know, I hadn't slept very much at all yeah and I was just so broken and that's when I kind of that's when I decided I wanted to stop drinking yeah um yeah so yeah I mean um and now the present yeah it's 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 so different it's just easy and it's it's very kids focused uh it's a lot of kind of playing games and just going for walks and watching films and um yeah I mean I tend to keep it quite calm you know uh, that's my preference Mm. to be honest I prefer to not have any family here if I could Mm. um which we we had for a lot of years we had a rule that we would go somewhere else on like just after Christmas or just before Christmas but actually Christmas day I wanted just to be with us four Mm. um that seems to have been slightly (laughs) overwritten in the last few years um but yeah I mean that's and I think what why we wanted to use this analogy of the kind of Christmas past Christmas present is that you know and using that kind of Scrooge idea is that the learning that we do in the Christmas present informs our Christmas future Mm. and that's you know every once you've done a a Christmas sober it's like you know that and you know so the next the yeah. next one you go into, you you have that kind mm. of. Well, interestingly, I, this is my seventh sober Christmas, but you know we talked about our going back and forward with drinking for a couple mm. of years. But even during that time, I still preferred Christmas sober, and mm. I think there was something about that. You know, well, the workload of it and the high day nature of it, and the fact that. Yeah, that kind of need to, um, it sort of, you know, if we're starting early, you know, we start with the Bucks Fizz and then carry on that, like you say, that's quite a lot of drinking. And even though it's acceptable, it used to make me feel uncomfortable. And I just knew I'd be the, be drunk, you know, and it was, I just didn't enjoy it actually. Um, and but for the for the um for the christmas eve now so we still have carried on with really similar traditions i have to say but what i've noticed is just the removal of alcohol has made them much better so we tend to do a christmas quiz Mm. um and you know that we i invested in an ice machine so i have like making cocktails so we were thinking that the ginger mule 
would be amazing for that. Mm. Um, and also the um, the Sainsbury's Fizz, uh, the white, you know, the white Prosecco, no Secco kind of thing. Um, and sort of, I like uh, Monin syrups with those. And then mm. you can make sort of like Bellinis and stuff or Kir Royales and stuff like that. And then obviously the other thing really was is was more important to me than I think drinking sort of wine with dinner was that the Bucks Fizz in the morning. And so obviously mm. now and and ever since then I've used that Sainsbury's AF Fizz with orange juice. So yeah, those well, are great I, I alternatives. On the Sainsbury's site, as I said at the beginning, they've got some really good recipes. Um, there's one which is a ginger kombucha mocktail, which sounds amazing. So it's like orange juice, ginger kombucha and uh, cedar, which is an AF like uh, alternative gin spirit. Um, they've got a pineapple fizz, which is like pineapple and coconut juice with soda water and mint. It sounds delicious. Delicious. Um, they have um, they actually have a non-alcoholic mulled wine, like already ready mixed juice, which is orange, blackcurrant, cherry juice with ginger and cinnamon. And um, I I looked it up and they say you just like like gently heat it because that's something mm. I, I really like a mulled wine kind of. Um, they've got St. Clemens Punch, which is one lemon, one orange, ginger ale and mulled wine spice. Mm. So these are all uh, like uh, recipes that you can look up on the Sainsbury's website. And also um, I was thinking like the Celtic Soul, which is kind of the... The whiskey kind of thing. The whiskey, yeah, would be really nice um, in a in a kind of... you can I know you can make kind of um, an Irish cream liquor. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. like I think it's condensed milk and chocolate syrup and you know there's lots of recipes online but I thought the Celtic Soul would be nice in that. Yeah. Um and so yeah play around with the 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 drinks thing because I think that's something that if you really prep and that's something that's actually has got me excited from doing this mm. because I think after a while you just get into a habit and to be honest I don't think about what I drink very much anymore. He was in a huge, huge, who, huge... Because, can I just flag that up? Because who would have thought that? You know, yeah. obviously we are focusing quite heavily on um, on that because it is, in the early days, it is a real, real focus and it's like this big Absolutely. thing that you've got to kind of do. But actually, I if I would be quite happy with, with fizzy water for I do most think that of might it be, now. Um, yeah, I think that might be... Because when we got sober, there wasn't any choice. So I think we probably have just, we've probably got used to just sort of, yeah, maybe. you know. But having that said that, that the, um, yeah. But um, <laughs> having said that, the, the, um, the AF Fizz was my, was my, yeah. uh, it was an absolute lifesaver for me in many mm. an occasion. And it's been, I've taken it with me to, um, to a family 80th birthday, sort of Kaylee. Mm. And this is slightly going off the topic, but um, I I just thought, I bet there's no alcohol-free alternative. Yeah. So I took it and I asked the barman, I said, have you got any alcohol-free stuff? And, I, and he said, not really, you know, you know, there was Coke and stuff. And so I said, look, would you put this on ice for me? I don't drink. And he did. And he said, that's amazing. How long have you not drunk for? And I said, oh, a couple of years now. And he went, oh, I'm three months 
and he looked after me like he was my little guardian angel all Mm. night and I felt really special and he was like let the other bar staff know um Mm. uh, I don't know why I'm saying that now but it's like oh I've got another super hint okay so um my husband did this for me the first few alcohol-free Christmases because it was all about replacement and not going against the grain Mm. I would have my alcohol-free fizz in a champagne flute, so and so I didn't get it mixed up. He tied a very thin red ribbon round the stem, and it was oh, really beautiful. Idea. And also, mm. it made me feel special, and I could identify it because I have had once where I took a slug of something at a birthday party, and it it wasn't alcohol-free. Yeah, it was I've done disgusting. that. Yeah. yeah, and also it really yeah. freaked me out. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that. That's a great idea. I was thinking about that, actually. Um, and about... to do it with pride, because, you know, you yeah. it's the opposite of kind of going, OK, I'm going to be the odd one out. And da, 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 da. And actually, I was so proud of my beautiful red ribbon around my lovely champagne mm. flute. It was really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, I think um, I was thinking about, so we were, we were talking about triggers, you know, yeah. you know, what... So a trigger essentially is something that's going to push you to a point of, of feeling like you, you want to drink or feeling out of control or, or just like uh, destabilizing you, I suppose, in your values and your goals. Um, so there are a fair few around this this period. Um, so we identified, you know, there's overwhelm, there's family dynamics, um, there's the fact that it's a high day and that it's like that kind of push to be different, the sort of social pressure, um, loneliness, um, grief, loss, um, stress. The way I look Um, at, um, the high days is like you put it through, uh, a lens, you put it through a crazy lens, which amplifies everything to the power of 10. So, and it punctuates time in a way that normal days don't, even though it's mm. a normal, it is just a day. Um, and part of that is really lovely about the sort of the collective nature of it. But part of mm. it is really extreme. Like, you know, so for us last year, we had, it was the first Christmas without Anne, who is my sister-in-law. And, it, you know, it was just incredibly painful because mm. that went through that filter. Everyone was together everyone is collectively thinking this is the first one without Anne. Mm. And there were loads and loads of meltdowns. Um, And it was very, it was very intense. And had I not been, had a few soap Christmases under my belt, I know I saw everybody else drinking far more than they would usually do because they Mm. were in some kind of pain. And, you know, when you think about life, like we have impact on us. We have, um, trauma to process we have loss you know we just things happen all the time really don't they so just to be aware of that that it will go through the crazy filter and you might feel you might not I sometimes think you might not know why you feel so so weird or bad or Mm. hyper or upset so I think it's really useful to frame it with that kind of high day yeah and that's I mean that's that's only through these kind of conversations it's been going like why why am I so grumpy about Christmas like what's going on and then Mm. it's it's like oh okay like there has actually been quite a lot in the last few years to kind of knock me off balance and I think like a really nice technique is to 
is to look at the like identify the feeling that you're feeling and then look at what's the opposite of that so you know if you're looking at stress for example you know you need you, you what you need what you want is support and so then it's like right how do I get that mm. in place to to help me so that trigger doesn't become too much to deal with you know if it's if it's the if it's booze everywhere then it's like right okay sobriety so it's like I need to have a strong connection with my sober community through this period you know if it's um I don't know if it's pressure then you want balance you know so it's like it's that there is always a key kind of opposite emotion which can help you can help you through it so it's like identifying it and then reframing what you actually kind of need and that's what we we work on quite a lot isn't it so and also knowing that kind of micro edits around things can have like a real macro impact you know it's literally sort of removing yourself taking the dog for a walk um I mean we spend quite a lot of time in the loo yeah we do (laughs) and that's not because we've had Um, two kids (laughs) yeah uh that becomes your sort of safe space and it's like well once you know that and once you know that if you take those two minutes out yeah that can have a macro impact in the fact that you are not going to drink because you didn't just walk straight into that very stressful situation Um, yeah and also that thing, because that's reminded me of um, being an introvert. And if you're an introvert at Christmas, that can be very... You, you Because you have long sustained periods with people, you can get very, very drained. And I know definitely I used to drink to make things go quiet and to have a buffer between me and what was going on. So that mm. I could literally physically sit in a room with all these people that I love more than anything else in the world. I could sit with them and cope with it because actually... Mm on a sensory processing level I needed to move away from all the different conversations going on and the bright lights or whatever it was to just recalibrate my nervous system and often that will be going on and so a little walk away a go and sit in the loo or go and lie down for five minutes you know and I think with that a tip what now my husband really gets it and I you know we used to have a code word uh, phrase with each other when we we would just go I need to take five and that would mean going out on the patio and having a fag and a glass of wine mm. <laughs> and now it just means if I say I need to take five I go and I go to the bedroom and I close the door and I'm left alone for five minutes you know it's like mm. that that kind of just it fulfills the same function it just doesn't have you know detrimental effects yeah afterwards. sort of you know carcinogenic sort of things going on with it hopefully um yeah yeah so there's that I mean I so I think there's there's that isn't there and that and the prepping of the you said I love what you said about my micro adjustments meaning macro effects and benefits Mm. and I think one of those is that prepping and planning and putting all the alcohol free alternatives in so if you break down the day so mine would be have been a bucks fizz and then I think between that, the present opening and the Christmas dinner always is a bit too long and I would get really stressed out and fidgety and then you'd have more fizz. So Mm. at that point to think about maybe something that hasn't got so much sugar in it as well, maybe those dash waters, maybe, Mm. you know, or you maybe have some bit more bucks fizz and also a different activity then. So maybe that's when you just have to remove yourself. Yeah, we Um, were talking about that, weren't we? That those sort of, 
um, you know, the things that kids get for Christmas and be like, oh, you know, like, oh, now he wants me to do Lego, whereas like, I just want to like sit on the sofa and, you know, drink essentially. And it's like, oh, now it's like, anyone Lego, anyone, you know, <laughs> anything to sort of occupy it's me. It's like and Donkey sort of from me Shrek. Be like, yeah. pick me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I purposely will buy my kids like a craft set or something because it, it gives me something a way, a way to do. And it's like, right, should we go up to your room and do this? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> how could I kind of remove myself or just sort of create mm-hmm. a bubble, essentially? And it is around the noise of other people. And, you know, dynamics of politics are not necessarily always in line within a family. I find that quite not with when you are when you marry someone you marry their family it's not always uh ideal um so I find that quite <laughs> difficult sometimes what are you saying uh, Monty what yeah saying? I'll say no. that that is enough um <laughs> yeah so I I find that very difficult um yeah. there's a lot of noise so it's like there how is. to reduce that noise there is a lot of noise it is about making things go quiet often I think for people and mm. the if you are a sensitive person as well, you and I think for mums and for hosts, you have that idea of wanting it to be nice for everyone, and then you so then you have that kind of um, being very aware of everybody else's needs and not your own. It, and mm. it's again, it's culturally acceptable for you to run yourself ragged in a badge of honour that you know finally the turkey's arrived on the table your hair's falling out you know the yeah. it's just like you're kind of like exhausted but look what you've done for the family it's like yeah it's almost expected of you and saluted almost mm. and you know I think there's that those are massive trigger points for people to drink yeah because you can it's almost like you're so numb you can lich you can get the turkey from the oven, put it on the table, you know, without having a having a stroke, <laughs> a nervous breakdown, which is what I always felt. Like. I was just like I literally until I got my kind of dialing it down strategies when I first stopped drinking. It was that feeling of total overwhelm and mm. and yeah, you've reminded me. I mean, again, go and check out on Sainsbury's because they got loads of recipes. Um, and I was looking for me because something I've noticed now is that I do love hosting dinner parties and we've always been hosts uh, and I like having people round. but I'm not, I have a boundary about how much work I'm putting in now, which I didn't before. And so I'm constantly looking for like slow roasts or, you know, we were going to do, it's called Parmentier de Canard. It's, it's, it's basically like cottage pie, but with, with, comfy duck mm. so it's a bit posher you know but mm. essentially so you can prep it all before because the the duck comes already conserved in goose fat or duck fat so you just sort of you know put it in and then potatoes and perhaps a bit of parsnip or whatever you know and that goes in the oven and so yeah it's looking at those kind of right how can I with the prep of the meal and the mm. cooking or can someone bring something can you yeah. delegate? That's what know? we do. We all now yeah. bring something and like so this this year, yeah. So and and luckily, my um my mother in law is an amazing amazing cook, and I do not feel protective over my kitchen. And I know that's something that mm. some women do, some men do, but I think it's a quite a female thing. And I just don't. I'm like, okay, you crack on, which is is good. 
Um, but it, uh, if for people who are very controlling in the kitchen, I think that's, or, you know, feel like that's their space, so controlling is maybe a negative way of putting it, is is to see what you can delegate, like you say, and who can bring what if you don't actually want them cooking in your in your yeah. space sort of thing. Um, and what I realised was, was actually a lot of that control mm. was connected to me moderating alcohol mm. and being in that headspace where it was like everything was un, was trying to control because I was trying to keep alcohol in my life yeah. because that's what I was told I was supposed to do. And, you know, and so I was trying to moderate. And so I was in this constant state of control all the time and so you are you're trying to make things perfect because you know that there's something that you that you're not doing perfectly so it has this kind of massive kind of um snowball effect in your life where everything feels like it's tense because you're trying to and you're failing at keeping alcohol in your life so it's it's like like once you let go of that yeah so once you let go of that and you don't have that pressure of alcohol and you are alcohol free and you're free of that yeah. kind of horrendous you know, kind right. of pressure, everything else seems easier. It's I mean, easier. it does. And you just and you're just like, you know what? OK, we're going to have like, you know, we're going to order in pizzas. Like, yeah. I just don't care. Anymore it doesn't matter because I'm not hiding an alcohol use disorder. Yeah. And I think and it's like that whole if I burn the potatoes I've just burnt them. It's not because I was drunk. Yeah. And if we have an argument, that's for a reason. That's because somebody has has sort of stepped over the line. It's not just some kind of EastEnders moment where everyone's out of control because they've drunk too much. Yeah. If I need to take space, it's not because I've been drinking and I can't cope. It's literally because I'm getting feedback from myself that I need to manage myself. And yeah. it's like, if you're trying to be in control, if you want that, literally alcohol is the worst thing that you could be doing, even though it makes you sort of feel numb. We mistake it for being in control. Mm, and I 100%. have to say, and, and the other thing that I was going to say about um, this is other people. So another trigger, right? So we talked about, you know, high days amplifying things. We may have things that have gone on in the past. We may need to be aware of. And the other people is um, is people offering you drinks so like my father-in-law bless him because he wants everyone to just be having a really nice time would go well but you can have just one you know and Mm. it looks like that safe moment it's like okay I'm not drinking on my own I'm not out on a bender this that would be my danger point because it would look it's like drinking with my mom it would look like okay that will probably Mm. be contained and that can be a real trigger yeah so because some people yeah. are quite good at going oh actually no that's a risky situation I better not but this is fine this kind yes. of drinking is fine but it's actually not because a you can suddenly go over the top b if you're trying to stop if you're stopping drinking then any dallying dalliance with it is going to weaken your resolve your neural pathways and you do kind of go back to to step one don't you yeah so yeah, I think that's it. It's it's kind of taking that like no uh like yeah, well I don't know what the word but it's just that kind of uh, zero tolerance approach I suppose. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, there is no like dally there is like no it is a it's a strong no. Yeah. And it's like and and that's why it's great just be like, Oh fine, no, it's fine, I've got this, thank you. I, you know, 
yeah. constantly keep a glass in your hand, I suppose, mm. um, is, is another good tip. Um, and also, after you've eaten, so going through the day, because we were saying, you know, it is just one day, and once mm. we've eaten, we usually eat around two or three. Mm. Now, that for me, the on the first few Christmases, that was the point where it got a lot easier because we're almost into over the hump of the day mm. I'm really full don't you know and as soon as you've eaten as well so maybe keep you know you are allowed to snack aren't you over Christmas yeah. so that might be especially in the early days a really good thing to do just make sure you're not hungry you're not like getting hungry angry you're not going to be lonely you might want to be more lonely or you might be lonely <laughs> that could be your trigger and mm. you're probably quite tired as well so mm. that hungry angry lonely tired halt is a good thing to remember so yeah so over the hump of the day and then we all collapse and maybe just pick at things but people would be sort of drinking and sort of sinking deeper into the sofa at that point and watching mm. films and I've always just found that okay for me at that point I need decaf Earl Grey but I don't want to caffeine myself out so I can't um yeah and fizzy water so again those dash the dash waters and then maybe you know people do have a whiskey and stuff like that so that's when you've got your yeah have your Galenio Galenio and um, merchant tonic well I something you said to me the other day which I'd never considered which was one of those like light bulb kind of like oh yeah moments was that the central heating's on and so we're all really thirsty because yeah. it makes you dehydrated and I'd never thought about that before and little things like that just it's just like oh okay and you know and that's why you know I I'm constantly thirsty and then you're talking to people a lot as well yeah. which means you're I mean, we we always like after a podcast, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm really thirsty because <laughs> it is, you know. And so I think those sort of high social days, just remember that you're you you probably are dehydrated, yeah. so just drink loads of water or fizzy water, um, as we said, and mix okay. it up like this year mm. as well. That um, actually, uh, my lovely yoga studio, it, uh, they opened a new premises next to a Baptist church, and they have like obviously really different value and belief systems going on there right so you've got this little kind of little corner there Mm. and they are they've started chatting over the last few months um and they are both opening their doors to people who might be lonely at christmas um so my daughter and I are going to go along on christmas morning because this year I just think well my kids are slightly older they don't mm. believe in Father Christmas anymore, so it's not that. And then, and she also goes to yoga there because I've got a kids' class, and we're going to go and help out and just do something slightly more community focused. Um, I also will. I can escape from family dynamics, and I also can not have to worry about the state of the house because I'm not going to be here, mm. and I won't b- spend my morning cleaning before everyone rocks up. Mm. So I've actually literally withdrawn myself from the environment and then I will go out for dog walks later as well with my mum. So I've just sort of had a little look. I'm still tweaking. That's the thing, you know, I think that's that's the lovely thing is that you can still just go, well, actually this year I'm really, really super tired and this X, Y and Z has changed. So, well, maybe we opt out. Maybe we're just going to go away. Like you you like to go away, don't you? So you just totally Um, shake up the traditions if you want. Yeah, I mean that's that's a uh, a new year 
um, because my husband goes back to work on the second and it and so for new year for him it's just like you know there's if you 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 generally get invited you can't leave at 11 o'clock so you're not going to get home before like one and so for him you know it's been two three years now he's just like I just prefer to be away so we we tend to take the kids away and we'll, we'll have a few so we and also it means that if anyone is com- coming for Christmas we're, we're leaving on the 26th so it's like yeah. there is a like okay you yeah. can be here for a couple of days but then you're managing you expect do you know sorry yeah. I've just got to say that I saw this brilliant picture I, I think it was on Facebook or something and it was somebody's party and it had a banner across where the kitchen was and it just says please leave by 9 p.m mm. <laughs> and I was like that's so my kind of party like yeah. that's fine you can come but you do need to leave after a couple of hours because I really will have had enough <laughs> yeah yeah and I do think it's like yeah swapping things around for lunchtime or doing brunch or mm. you know there are other ways of kind of hosting which doesn't have to be because I find that because I'm have sort of chronic insomnia issues I find that really challenging because people are up and people mm. are you know and I need to be in bed and I need like 11 o'clock mm. is if I if I am not asleep by 11 o'clock I probably won't sleep mm. uh, and that's something I've had to accept over the years um and that's fine if I'm making a conscious choice because it's like I really want to be somewhere and I really want to go to bed at midnight then that's on me but when it's taken away from me because people are in my house it's it can be very frustrating so yeah I think there are good boundaries around that yeah I think there is and I think that is that that time that if you see it in the context of just another day and apply your usual the self-care tools that we talk about about you know you can have your morning reflection morning intention you can have your reflection you can build in like last year my son and I went for a run after breakfast Mm. um which was great because it meant that he was he'd done something and I was you know I'd done something to relieve a bit of the stress that was already Mm. building up so you know you can you are allowed to go for a run (laughs) and you are and and that you know it is just it's just another day but it is a high day and once you've done it you're just going to feel so amazingly amazingly proud so just that kind of play it forward everyone's going to be doing it soon you know it'll be dry January and and also I have not heard one person on a sober forum after Christmas saying they wish they had drunk they're all just like punching the air yeah and saying it was much better so there's a lot of stage fright around it there's a lot of expectation and you know the reality of a sober Christmas is 100% better than a, a Christmas with alcohol for me 100% like categorically 100%. like I, yeah. I can't tell that yeah. enough you know yeah so. the whole period is, so don't is, is better so don't yeah. worry it will be fine and you can do it and you can also have really nice alcohol free drinks now which yeah. we couldn't so <laughs> stop moaning no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we should probably uh, finish up. So just, you know, we do have a uh, drink offer with Sainsbury's. So um, if you would like to 
check that out, please do. Okay, there's a link in the show notes um, and they have 200 to give away. Uh, So the code will expire on the 31st of December. Um, There is a minimum spend of £25. You need to uh, order online. Uh, So the full terms and conditions are on our page. We've got a lovely little page. I love our page. So please just click on the link uh, to have a look. Um, I feel very proud um, because, you know, it's a bit, it's a big thing for us. You know, it's like, we've been on this journey. We've had the most horrendous hangovers. We've given up alcohol we've gone back to drinking we came back again so there you know there there is pride in that for us too you know to be out there and Mm. on a major supermarket saying hey you know like this this is this is alcohol free living and we're proud and it's great and so um yeah oh (laughs) i feel a bit emotional (laughs) um yeah, so it's the Sainsbury's Ginger Mule Mocktail, so go and check it out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. And, and just a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. And you can do it, and don't worry. Um, yeah. And it's going to be – you're going to boss it, and it's going to be better than than Christmas drinking, honestly, yeah. 100%. Okay, so on that note, we'll go, and if you have immediate – concerns about your drinking please do reach out send up a flare you can contact us at info at lovesober.com um we're on instagram you can reach out to another sober community there are lots online um your gp um alcohol change and don't forget not very long now it's going to be dry january and you're just going to be like you're going to be there ahead of the herd bossing it so Happy Christmas, everyone. Lots of love.